Good morning. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Before we kick off the show, I want to wish everybody happy holidays, whether you're celebrating Hanukkah, which just kicked off last night, or Christmas, which is coming up, or Kwanzaa. I just hope you have a very happy holiday season and a wonderful new year. All right. Kicking off the show this morning is Arena Maleva. She is a multifaceted international sensation, and she's going to talk about her journey into acting, all the incredible roles she's had, as well as her upcoming series, Paul T. Goldman, which is streaming January 1st on Peacock. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. It's so wonderful to have you on the show. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. It'll be interesting to be on your show. I wanted to start off by asking you, you know, where and when you knew you wanted to become an actress. I know you've been a star on the stage and the screen and television on and on, but when did you know? How old were you? Oh, I was an actress when I was seven years old. Really? Yeah, that's when it started. Uh, because my mother was a well-known stage actress in Bulgaria, okay. and uh, I lived my whole life almost, uh, you know, with her all the time and playing, reading with her, her partner's parts. And then at seven um, years old, I went and I auditioned to be the girlfriend of uh, Pinocchio. Oh, really? And I, yeah, and <laughs> I, I got the part and I was doing that every Monday morning early. Oh. Uh, so that it started very early. And this is in Bulgaria? Yeah, it started in Bulgaria, and as my father was Italian, mm -hmm. then later on I went to Italy, and I continued my career in Italy. But you were discovered by uh, Fellini at age 15. Yes, in Italy, right. Actually, by his wife, who saw me in the theater, Giulietta Mazzina. Okay. And uh, then she introduced me to Federico Fellini, and from there I did... Uh, two or three of his films. Incredible. And then you went on to play opposite Orson Welles and did all kinds of things. Right, right. Well, with Orson Welles was really an incredible, incredible thing because he was auditioning their young actresses to play his daughter in The Merchant of Venice to play Jessica. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I got the part. Out of, I, I think there were 100 girls auditioning for this part. That's wonderful. What did that feel like? Were you so excited and disbelief? Well, it was amazing because he was a real, real nice, warm person, and he behaved very much like my father. Aww. So my name really, he never called me Irina. He called me Jessica the Aww. whole time we were shooting. And... Uh, that was incredible. And can you imagine after so many years, I saw the film for first time three years ago. The film got here because it had disappeared in Europe. And then they found it, put it together, and it premiered here at the Egyptian Theater three years ago. Oh, no, a little before, I, I think before it was, COVID. That's right. I think it was 2017. Is it available for people to see, do you know? Well, it's in Germany, and they guard it like their eyes. They hardly, they have brought it to some festivals, mm -hmm. and that's as much as I know. Amazing. 
And you can speak seven languages? Yes. Could you tell me what those are? Well, of course, Italian, yes. Bulgarian, Russian, French, some German, Spanish. Uh, what am I missing? Oh, well, I said Bulgarian, I yes. guess. Yes. Um, That's yeah. a lot. Was this all from when you were a little girl? Well, a little girl, I spoke Italian, French, Bulgarian, mm -hmm. then a little later on Russian, and uh, then I worked in Germany, so that's where I learned German, and Spanish when I came here, because Spanish is pretty close to Italian, sure. and here a lot of people speak Spanish, so it was kind of natural that I speak Spanish too. Yeah. It, it feels like it was inevitable you were going to become an actress. For me, yes. I, I didn't have another choice. I think that's all I wanted in my life. Mm -hmm. And uh, and that's that's where I, I centered my entire life, was to be an actress. I, I love that you're also a painter and you play the piano. Did that start when you were younger as well? Yes. Well, my mother wanted to give me all different opportunities to see what I would really like the most. Mm -hmm. But I needed to express myself with my whole body, not just, just to paint or just to play the piano. I just had a need to to sing, to act, you know. So I'm also a singer here. I did a, a CD and I, I sing in my show, the one woman show that I have. Uh, I sing in it as well. Is this in L.A.? Well, in L.A. I've done a lot, yes. W but where is your one-woman show? Well, at the moment, nowhere. Okay. Because after COVID, you know, there of were not course. many places. But here I've, I've been at the <clears throat> Matrix Theater. I was at the theater on Santa Monica. Mm -hmm. um, I was in all kinds of different, at the Richard, Richard Lawson Theater. Um, at uh, Beverly Hills Playhouse, at all of these places. So, Irina, I want to jump in to talk about this upcoming series that is going to premiere January 1st on Peacock, Paul T. Goldman. How did you get involved in this project? I was cast. Uh, the, the casting director actually called me, and uh, I did a small video. Mm-hmm. And they wanted me immediately for for a part in which I have a Russian accent. And uh, it's a very, very interesting project. Uh, the premiere for us, for the actors, was uh, Wednesday, last Wednesday. Wonderful. And it's really an amazing thing. I, I didn't expect it to be such an incredible comedy series. It's uh, great. It's, it's quite Bizarre, but I love the director, <laughs> Jason Walliner. He's a wonderful director. He's the one who directed the last uh, Borat That's film. That's right. That's right. Uh, let me describe for the listeners a little bit about it. Um, so Paul T. Goldman is a mind-bending series from the director of Borat's subsequent movie th film and the producers of The Disaster Artist. It's a project that director Jason Wollner has been shooting for over a decade and a story that continues to pile on jaw-dropping new twists. In the style of Wollner's work on Borat, the series is a groundbreaking project 
that mixes fact and fiction to tell a bizarre and incredible tale. It looked great. I saw the trailer. I put it on the show <laughs> blog. It looks great. Yes, it's it's really interesting, I must say. We saw three episodes put together last Wednesday, and I laughed so much, I can't tell you. I just, just couldn't believe, because he, uh, he has, of course, what we shot, and then he has interviews with Paul, and he just makes reality and fiction. It's mm-hmm. very, very interesting. So what was it that got you intrigued to want to get involved in this project? Well, because my part has also a dramatic mo- moment. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and actually, I had no idea. I don't think any one of us knew what was happening. That, that's what was so interesting. We were every day reading a little bit of what was going to be shot that, that day. And uh, we just didn't know what would happen the next day. And I had no idea that the whole series would look the way it actually does. So that's what intrigued me very much, and I I really liked working both with Paul and uh, very much with Jason. He's very innovative um, director, and uh, so it's, it was very interesting working with them. And this new series is on this new streaming service, Peacock. Uh, what does that feel like for you to have this on there? Well... I, I'll be honored to be on Peacock has nowadays some of the best the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's exciting. It'll be, I mean, they're taking almost everything. And they're very nice people. I, I must say that all the producers and uh, all the ambiance of the film was, uh, of the series while shooting was really wonderful. People were very nice to each other, very. Uh, it was very comfortable working with them. That's wonderful. Do you have a favorite part of playing this character in this series? Uh, do I have favorite part? Yes. Yes. I have one scene in which I reveal to Paul my thoughts. And I just love that moment. And I did it only once. Really? One day. Jason, Jason loved it, and he said, that's it. And <laughs> we did it only once. And it's good to work like that. Definitely. And uh, I, I think every producer would love to work with Jason because he delivers whatever is for the day that has to be done. He delivers it. Uh, very smart and, and very, very nice person to work with. That is a big plus, definitely. Yes. Tell me about your co-stars. What was it like working with them? Well, Paul was really a surprise because he had never acted before. Oh, I he had, that. Yeah, he has written the book, mm-hmm. then he has written the screenplay, and of course, the fact that they shoot different parts, they shot different parts for such a long time, uh, shows you that every time they invented other things. So... I had no idea how I would be working with him, but then I was very pleasantly surprised that he turned out to be an actor as well. That's great. He's really great. uh, Also, there were... Pardon? No, go ahead. Continue. And there were two young girls. One is Ukraine, and she's really beautiful. And the other one is American, Russian, and she's also beautiful. 
and they were just sweethearts. I mean, we really had a nice group of people that liked working together. That's wonderful. And Sorry. It's, yeah, it's very important to have a nice atmosphere and nice people to work with. Well, it makes coming to work a lot more pleasant. Right, right. And then the real players in the story, they were also part of this, correct? Yes. Yes, they were part. I mean, uh, funny enough that on the premiere, uh, my friend Natasha, well, that was interesting that both girls, their real names are Natasha. And my name in the in the series is Natasha. So it was all the, the three Natashas. Uh, but one of the girls who played one of the wives of Paul, she was sitting on the premiere next to his real wife. Oh, <laughs> wow. And they looked alike. Oh, that's it so It was so funny. interesting. They looked alike. She was the next wife. I mean, you know, you'll see it in the series. But they looked alike, and I thought that was really <laughs> interesting. That is really funny. Like twins. Yeah, yeah, they looked so much alike. <laughs> That's so cute. Do you have any favorite moments that stand out to you working on the series? Within the series? Yes. Well, there are many interesting moments. I, As I mentioned, that one particular scene was my favorite that I did, but... Uh, Oh, yeah, there were other moments. I was driving one of these old, old cars, and of course the cars wouldn't or the car wouldn't drive anymore, but it was the whole thing was very hilarious and interesting, so you'll just have to to see the series to 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 see what it's all about. fantastic, yeah, I want to mention to listeners that I put all of your information on the show blog, which is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org, and I've been speaking with Arena Maleva. And I also put the uh, links to Peacock on there because um, there are links to TikTok for Peacock, Peacock TV, Instagram, and uh, Twitter on there as well. Um, so have you shot a lot of episodes? Are there more you know, in your schedule? Oh, I have another project which I'm going to produce, oh. and that will be in January. And that's another, it will be either a short film or a pilot. Fantastic. It depends, depends, you know, where we'll bring it. I guess first we might bring it to some festivals. But it's another comedy, and uh, with a very nice director with whom I worked in the theater. Her name is Carlisle King. Mm-hmm. And uh, and some other very good actors in this project. So I'm looking forward to start working on that uh, in the middle of January. Fantastic. And it's going to be a really funny, funny story. Did you work on comedy years ago, or is this something you're doing later in life? Oh, I've, I've worked always on comedy. That's great. In Italy as well, a lot of the films that I've done are comedies. Well, I look forward to seeing your work. <laughs> so am I. I think that's <laughs> wonderful. see some of the new things that I'm doing. Do you have any advice for people that are struggling as actors? And they, you know, especially with COVID, things were shut down. It was hard to get cast and things. Do you have any advice? 
Well, the advice is just to to keep pursuing your wish to be an actor and study in the meantime if there is no work at the moment. I mean, now things opened quite a lot. Yes. But before that, during COVID was tough. Uh, just do your work. Try to do as many there places where one could do auditions on Zoom with different casting directors. Sure. And uh, a lot of this work is done on Zoom. So actors should just pursue their careers and try to do as much as they can, even if they're not working at the moment. That's great advice. Great advice. I do want to mention, um, I was reading how you also are dedicated um, to being an activist in the fight for saving the elephants and rhinoceros. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's my passion. That really is my passion. In Nairobi at the David Eldridge um, Nursery, I have by now around 20 baby elephants that I support. And uh, here in, in Los Angeles, I support the SPCA LA completely every every month. Beautiful. And um, I mean, a lot of organizations for animals I support. I am totally dedicated on that. And also the animals of the homeless and um, anything that touches my heart with children and with animals. I love that. So that. Yes, that's very important. We just have to support each other. Definitely. Otherwise, life might be a little hard. Yes. So, I also feel that when you do something for someone else or even for animals, let's say, it lifts you up. It, it uh, improves your own mental health. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it just gives you another vision of... of uh, of life and understanding and and makes you happy. My God, if I could, I would have so many animals in my home, but I can't have that many. (laughs) Okay, I I have to ask, what animal would you have? If you could have any animal. If I could have, well, I have two big dogs at the moment, but I've had times uh, that I've had three or four of them. And, uh, And cats I had. Also, in in our house in Malibu, mm-hmm. which unfortunately burned, so oh. we are rebuilding now. But um, I would have, I mean, <laughs> I would have rabbits. I would have all kinds of different animals. But of course, horses. Also, I love very much. So I oh, support great. some friends who have horses, and uh, if they don't have the possibility of taking care of the horses, I. I help them do that. Those horses are also very important animals. Yes. I want to share something with you. I was watching a video online over the weekend, and there was a man sitting down next to an elephant, and he had a drum, and he was beating on the drum, and then he stopped. And the elephant came over and took his trunk and started beating on the drum. And then he stopped, and the man went back and put a few beats down, you know, with his drumsticks and stopped. And the elephant came back and did the same thing. It's amazing. 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 Well, I know elephants that paint in Thailand. They have a place where the elephant paint. Really? And that, yes, yes, they paint with their trunk. And after that, 
people make cards out of their painting and uh. they sell the cards and like that they support uh, the elephants. That's amazing. It's amazing, yeah. That is so beautiful. Where can people find out more about you? Do you have a website? Yes. Okay. My website is irinamaleva.com. Okay. And also I'm on Vimeo, YouTube, of all over the places. Okay. Of course, Instagram and all the other places. So let me just spell that for listeners. It's I-R-I-N-A-M-A-L-E-E-V-A. And if you can visit her website or Instagram, and I'm sure you'll get a whole bunch of followers, new followers. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> this That's has very been, kind. Well, this has been wonderful. I want to thank you so much for calling into the show. I've really enjoyed getting to know you, and hopefully I'll meet you in person someday. Oh, of course. If I perform, I'll invite you, absolutely. That would be wonderful. I'd be honored. Thank you so much, Janine. That was lovely. And have a happy holiday and a happy new year. And you too. All my best. Oh, you too. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. That was Irina Maleva, and if you missed any part of my conversation with her, it will be up on the show blog within an hour after I finish up. Uh, But right now you can read all about her uh, background as an actress and all the different projects she has worked on. Uh, She has an incredible resume. And again, her new series is coming out on Peacock, January 1st, 2023. Uh, The director and executive producer is Jason Wollner of Borat. Executive producer, Seth Rogen, uh, Evan Goldberg, James Weaver, Laura Lee Alanis, Megan Ellison, Michael Segol, and Bert Hemelnick. Uh, Producer, Tyler Ben Omotes, produced by Point Grey Studios, Caviar, and features Paul T. Goldman, Rosanna Arquette, Melinda McGraw, Frank Grillo, Dennis Haysbert, Dee Wallace, Christopher Stanley, Paul Ben Victor, James Renmar, uh, W. Earl Brown, Josh um, Pace, um, apologies if I'm mispronouncing your names, Arena Maleva, and Natasha Blasek. It's a six-episode comedy series called Paul T. Goldman. That is a wrap for the first half of the show. I'm Janine And you've been listening to Get the Funk Out. We'll take a short break. We'll be back. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.